Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 240, recorded live on November 9th, 2021, and we're here to talk all about Nintendo. It's been a light uh, couple weeks, but there's still some stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the latest reports from Nintendo on their sales of the Switch and more. We're going to talk about premium games, latest direct, and also a little movie that's going to be coming out uh, this November uh, in Time for the holiday season, uh, bringing some love to our our beloved NES. But uh, as far as introductions go, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Steve, and I am so thrilled to talk games with these guys. Uh, joining me, as always, is Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And uh, Greg... It's glad we're glad to have you back. The chat room is going to be exploding as soon as they they realize that it's your face on the screen. Just as much as we were exploding uh, when you you popped up because we thought you were actually going to miss this one again. So great to have you back, Greg. Yeah, I've, it's great to be back and glad I was able to get things to work out for today's episode. So can't wait to talk some more games with you guys. Awesome, and uh, yeah, for those of you that are watching live, you're realizing that uh, there are not just three faces on the screen. There's actually four. And uh, welcome to our guest, John from the Game Deflators podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, it's so great to have you, John. We're gonna get a chance to get to know John just a little bit more. Uh, before we jump into that, uh, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to uh, the podcast. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe, hit the bell on YouTube, uh, subscribe on on Twitch, follow us over there. We have a live chat. Uh, so if you've never joined us on our live podcast nights, uh, you want to make sure you definitely do that because that's a way for you to jump into the conversation as well. We are live on both YouTube and Twitch. And uh, just a programming note, we are actually going to be changing our live schedule. So this will be our last Tuesday evening podcast. Uh, we're actually going to be switching to Mondays starting at our next podcast. So instead of what our normal schedule would be November 16th, or sorry, November 23rd, uh, we'll actually be recording live on Monday, November 22nd. Uh, so just make sure you know that. Um, those of you guys that have been tuning in on Tuesdays, thank you so much. But moving forward, it's going to be in every other Monday uh, schedule. So some of you have been have been around for a while. You remember that's what we used to do was on Monday night. So we're just switching back to Mondays after several years. So uh, thanks for thanks for sticking with us and everything. Of course, it's going to be all live, uh, you know, on demand and everything after the fact. Uh, if you have not done so yet, please follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We'd love to have you over there as well as our Discord. All those links are going to be in the show notes as well as on the screen if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch. And uh, again, love to have you there joining our community. Uh, so before we jump into what we have been playing, uh, let's get to know our guest a little bit. John, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your podcast, and uh, maybe anything else that would help our podcast listeners just understand a little bit more of who is John. <laughs> yeah, sure thing, man. Uh, so I'm John, one half of the Game Deflators podcast. Uh, we've been doing a podcast for about two years now. Um, all about gaming, of course. Uh, we do delve into things like Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons and such within our podcast. Uh, you can find us at thegamedeflators.com and, of course, on social media as well, at Game Deflators on Twitter and at thegamedeflators on Instagram and Facebook. Cool, cool. John, what is, uh, what your, what's your favorite games that you, you find yourself playing a lot? Oh, man. Uh, so it varies. I mean, like all of us here, we probably got 
tons of shells worth of gaming. I mean, we can see Barry here with whatever <laughs> he's got behind him. Uh, so, I mean, it just it's at random. So, like right now, I'm playing some God of War, for example, on the PS4. Uh, I'll switch it up, go back to NES or SNES occasionally. Uh, I frequently find myself though diving into RPGs. Cool, cool. Well, speaking of games you normally find yourself playing, uh, in this section, we usually talk about what we have been playing over the last couple of weeks. So what what have you been picking up and playing uh, over the last couple of weeks? Pretty much what you <laughs> yes. just said, or have you yeah, been diving much, into any other, any other games? Yeah, so right now I'm playing God of War on the PS4. That one I just hadn't gotten around to playing until recently, so that's what I dove into. Um, you know, I've got various lists of things I do want to play coming up. Uh, so I think the next one after God of War is about three quarters of the way through on that game uh, will probably be either one of the Ori games on the Switch or um, I'm forgetting the name, but it's the, uh, the short RPG where you go into this guy's dreams and you're trying to get everything resituated. I forget the name off the top of my head. Second uh, to, no, To the Moon, I think. Is that what it's called? Oh, To the Moon, yeah. Yeah, To the Moon. Yeah. Cool. That, that's cool. that's that kind of gets to the point, you know. Um, you start picking up so many games and yeah. forget what you got. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, uh, Barry had the nickname "No Na- No Time Barry" because uh, he had too many games and not, not enough time. So, hey, uh, <laughs> No Time John, right here. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, Barry, what have you been playing? You've had you've had some more time lately. I, I see your list of of all the games <laughs> you've been playing. So we can't give you that name anymore. <laughs> well, I really haven't had a lot of time um, because I've been busy doing things like uh, I just came back from a convention. I was at a Retro World Expo in uh, Connecticut this past weekend, which was amazing just to meet and see some so many great people. Uh, so that definitely cut into my uh, gaming time. And of course, uh, a, lot of, a lot of work with premium to, uh, to take up my time. But I have had some time to play. Uh, so over the past two weeks, uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing has pulled me back. I went from being like not doing anything to now there's all these new new stuff to do. And the update came out. Working on the DLC. I wasn't sure if it was going to do it, but new recipes. New. It's right now. There's at least daily stuff for me to pull into. Nice. Uh, still doing Pokemon Unite as well. Um, they're changing it up though. Some things I'm not really a fan of. Like they just got rid of the daily stuff. Like they had like the daily rewards for like logging in, doing battles, and for whatever reason they took that away. Which I don't know. Like that's one of the more incentives of a game like this to get people to play every day. Uh, so it's really shocking that they did that. Uh, I'm playing a game, or I played a little bit of a game called Game uh, Tengoku Cruise and Mix Special, which is a really weird Japanese shmup where you're like playing in arcade games and you're fighting arcade games and it's really weird. <laughs> but uh, if you like bullet hells, uh, it might be up your alley. Also uh, working on a game called Beautiful Desolation. It's like an isometric post-apocalyptic uh, RPG. Uh, almost feels like it's meant for PC, but it's somehow running on a, on a Switch. Uh, speaking of piece of uh, RPG, I did Voice of Cards. <clears throat> we mentioned it last time, and I actually bought a digital game because I don't think this is getting physical, and I really enjoyed the demo so much. So I did buy the digital of this just to play through, and I, I played through and beat it, and I stand by it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, although, do play the demo first, even if you're like, oh, the game's out. The demo is actually a prologue to the main game. So do play the demo first. You'll get a little bit uh, feel for the mechanic, plus you'll see if you like it first. Uh, another game that came out that I've been playing, Mario Party Superstars. Uh, I will say one negative is there's not a lot to unlock. 
I think it was like really fun with Super Mario Party. You had like the minigame uh, road where you got to do all the different minigames. They gave you challenges for the minigames. And now you can go to Mount Minigame where you can uh, just play the minigames or you can compete in daily uh, competitions with other people. But it, it, I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same. I actually like what they did with Super better. Hmm. Uh, played a game called Sheepo, which is a weird 2D platformer where you get to... Well, it has a little bit of Metroidvania feel to it, but you get to transform into different animals. Uh, yeah, I didn't delve into it much, but uh, it was interesting. <clears throat> Another interesting one I delved into for just a short bit is called Eternal Castle Remastered. It's done like almost like a, Z, a ZX Spectrum uh, graphical or old Commodore graphical, like... And it plays like the old Prince of Persia's or, uh, you know, out of this world. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's not really my cup of tea, so I didn't play it long. Uh, and the last game I truly played in the Switch was Smash Brothers. I went back. Uh, they uh, got my Sora uh, spirits finally and, and messed around with it a little more and did some, like, some of the stuff I just never did. And uh, still a blast, and it's sad, you know, that that game is now done. Uh, the N64, I got my controllers in, so I played some Sin and Punishment, which plays so much better with an N64 controller versus the Wii Classic Controller Pro uh, or the Switch Pro controller. Uh, so definitely that's one that I do recommend the 64 controller on. And finally, I did on the Genesis, I did some Strider because I was a big fan of the NES Strider, and I know that's blasphemy because, oh, it's on the arcade, but I really liked the NES Strider. Uh, and I think I like NES Strider better than than the arcade slash Genesis Strider, and I know that's, again, blasphemy, but that's my taste. Uh, on the PC side, still doing Final Fantasy XIV, the update, or the next expansion, Endwalker, just got delayed, so I have a little more time to do what I want to do. And on the mobile, still doing Dragalia Lost, Mario Kart Tour, and I'm playing Pikmin Bloom, as in logging in to <laughs> see how many steps I've taken and get some gifts, if that nice. counts. Nice. I still haven't even booted, booted it up. Like, it's, it's on my phone, but... I haven't even touched it yet. <laughs> the icons just staring me in the face there. Um, let's uh, move over to the chat just real quick. And it seems like uh, Jared has been playing Mario Kart Tour, uh, Pokemon Go, Mario Run, and some Pikmin Bloom. He's also uh, playing it, in quotes, and uh, Animal Crossing DLC. And Jesse looks like he's been playing. Uh, he's been busy also, but uh, highly recommends Star Wars Pinball. I second that recommendation as well. Um, so yeah, if you're in the chat room, be sure to let us know what you've been playing and uh, feel free to let us know any of your thoughts on the stories we talked about tonight. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to lately? Surprisingly, not a lot of games this time around, even though I've had more weeks off, but <laughs> um, pretty much just two main Switch games. It was Metroid Dread. I didn't get super far into there. I'm only defeated like the second Emmy and then I haven't really been able to play it since. Um, and that's because of this um, tiny Animal Crossing update that's got me like very much, very hardcore into it again. So um, we did upgrade our family plan because I knew my daughter was going to have to design vacation homes. There's no way I was going to buy the update twice. <laughs> so unfortunately, I had to support Nintendo's evil practice of upping their <laughs> cost on the online expansion. So I've designed... I had like 20, 25 of these vacation homes already and facilities. It's, nice. Wow. You've been busy. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun to do. We can invite villagers off your island. The random ones will just show up there, and then you can um, 
they change out every day to be different ones and whatnot. There's just so many different crafting recipes to get to with all the that's entailed on that island as well. I've been Harvest Island is almost uh, fully unlocked already, so it's like just got to keep up on everything and everything I've missed. But just bought some turnips last Sunday, so it's hoping to need some more money because I'm getting kind of low again. So <laughs> it's been putting way too much time to Animal Crossing again. <laughs> wow, wow! It's exciting to to hear that there's stuff to spend money on again because uh, mm-hmm. I I got to that point where I'm like I don't want to collect everything. And uh, I just have bells accumulating. I don't know. So I still haven't booted it up yet, unfortunately. I was planning on today uh, booting it up uh, at some point before today's podcast because um, I wanted to get some time in with uh, both Smash and and uh, Animal Crossing before tonight. But I got sucked into another game that I'm going to talk about in just a second that kind of uh, surprised me. But uh, before I jump into that, played Rocket League, uh, of course, a little less than uh, usual mostly because of this other game uh play i finished up metroid dread so as of the last podcast i was all but the last uh boss and um finally spent um i don't even know how long it was figuring out how to beat him and then finally actually beating him but uh i think i probably died more times than i even wanted to count um but finally got him defeated and uh that was exciting so i think i probably landed somewhere around maybe 75 percent of the game uh so i didn't 100 percent it don't plan on going back 100 percenting it but uh i i'm happy with 75 percent that's that sounds pretty good and i do not plan on going back to the hard mode whatsoever um maybe i'll go back and eventually try to you know see how fast I can beat it. Definitely not a speed run uh, by any means, but a speed run for me, uh, maybe at some point, but I don't plan on doing hard mode. Um, also, as Barry talked about too, uh, booted up uh, the N64 uh, app on the Switch for Switch Online and played some Star Fox 64 uh, because that is the game I play every time I set up my N64. It's like the first game I go to. So I figured, hey, I got my N64 controller in for the Switch. I need to I need to play Star Fox 64 as my first game. So uh, beat that uh, probably for like the 30th time in my life, um, which was is awesome and uh, took a lot less time than Metroid Dread. That's for sure. Um, but the other game that I played uh, it has nothing to do with Nintendo whatsoever um, was Psychonauts 2. So it's been sitting on my Xbox for a while, um, wanting to play it and wanting to play it and uh, thought I was just going to spend a couple hours in it on uh, this last weekend. And the next thing I know, hours are going by and I am still playing the game. So I'm about halfway through of the game and uh, got really, really sucked into it. Um, was playing at the, the very beginning. I thought, yeah, this is this is going to be like 30 minutes and I'm going to move on. And I don't know why. It's not that great in the beginning. It's a lot of tutorial sort of stuff, but it sucks you in um, little by little. And like I said, uh, before I knew it, hours were going by and I was still playing it. So yeah, as of right now, I, I do recommend Psychonauts 2 on uh, on Xbox. So cool. Do you usually do the hardest route on Star Fox 64 or do you just do the bare, bare minimum? Or I, I try to, but I mean, because you have to do certain completion uh uh, like ways to beat each level to go to the harder one sometimes i'll miss it 
um, if I just miss one uh, like arch I have to th- uh, fly through or something like that, or I don't defeat it. So I, I always strive to go to the hardest one, but if I miss it, I just keep on going and no, no big deal. Um, but yeah, that's always my goal. So, uh, yeah, this last time I think I did the easy one the whole way through. Um, but it was nice cause I could beat it in like under an hour. So it was great. <laughs> uh, well, it's not a uh, long game at all. No, not at all. Um, I think I, I died like once. Um, and that was just my stupid decision to like try to go for it. And I didn't, and I got killed and that was awful. But, uh, so let's, uh, before we move into the news, uh, this segment, as you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, we know we usually try to do a, a game review, go into a little more in-depth uh, into a review or game chat uh, within the podcast. And so this time, it is, uh, it's Barry doing a game review on Blitzbreaker. So take it away, Barry. Yeah. All right. So um, Blitzbreaker is the game that we're going to be talking about. This game came out July 7th of 2021. And it's published by East Asia Soft. So full disclaimer, they did give us a code. This is a unique puzzle game where you have your character can't run. So you could walk you know, and jump. But once you, you know, just jump to a side, you, you're blitzing. You're, you're going straight to the wall. So you have to figure out the best way to get to the exit. And they're small little levels, sometimes multiple screens. And sometimes you have to, like, drop and, like, I pushed right or left just before you hit spikes to collect all the coins. And, you know, I, I found it to be starting off pretty easy and like, oh, this is pretty simple. And then it started getting a little addicting and I started playing it more and more. And I got myself really into it. And I'm like, okay, some of these levels are really challenging. And I like that. You know, you get some bosses later on. Uh, you can customize how your character looks. There's multiple different, you know, uh, ways out of certain levels. Uh, but again, it's simplistic <clears throat> in nature, but it's that if you mess up, you you want to try again. You know, you're, oh, I'm going to do it this time. And some require keys to open up doors. Some require when you like hit a a, a wall, it's going to start breaking. So you have to quickly like race to the top or the bottom. You know, before it eventually will uh, dissipate. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not going to say there's the most substance in this game. But it's it's quick. It's it's one of those like I could pick up and play for five to ten minutes, get my fix, put it down. And if that's the kind of game you're looking for, like just something short, uh, in in the sense of play, or if you really get into it, you can play for you know a couple hours. Uh, I do recommend it. I do think it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's certainly unique. I haven't played a game uh, like this in a while, and and it does kind of give off a little bit of a mobile feel. I don't know if it was also released on, on mobile. But uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing, and it does play very well on the Switch. And uh, I don't know the exact price of it, um, but you know, if it's if it's uh, like ten bucks or so, I think it's worth it. Uh, unfortunately, mine says download now because I've already downloaded it, so I don't know the price. But uh, this is certainly something that if you like puzzle games, I would I would absolutely recommend. Oh, it's it's two ninety nine I see it now on the screen uh definitely recommend at that price it's uh it's a steal <laughs> cool thanks Barry sorry about that throwing for you for loop I was trying to find it and and uh had to put you <laughs> in the right spot in the screen all the same time and uh and it didn't get it thrown up there by the time yeah, no, you, uh, normally it's five dollars and at five dollars it's it's definitely worth it and at, at two ninety nine it's absolutely worth it if if that's your cup of tea 
That's cool. That's cool. Do you guys have any questions about Blitzbreaker for Barry before we move on? All right. Guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing none, we'll move on. Uh, I mean, the video showed pretty much all about what the gameplay is, so they were yeah. describing it. Does look a lot of fun. I mean, I might be checking it out, but other than that, it didn't really seem like he looked like he was explaining everything we were seeing on screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah do you know if there's a mobile? Depth. Do you know if there's a mobile version of that? I don't. It it has that mobile feel. Like this could totally yeah. work on mobile, just swiping up, down, left, right. But there were some precision parts where you like have to walk and then jump over a spike or something, and and certain ones where you have to, you know, it's not just quickly zigzag. There's where you have to actually do it in a certain order, and you do land, and then you have to figure out where to jump again so you don't hit the spikes because you are going straight to the wall. And uh, it would, I think, it would work on mobile, but it works really well on the Switch too. Cool. Cool. Well, let's move on to talk about some news. Uh, it has been uh, a fairly light news, a uh, couple weeks on the news, uh, but there's there's a few things to talk about, and it could be kind of fun to discuss, uh, especially with our guest, John. So the first story we're going to talk about is that uh, the Nintendo Switch keeps selling like crazy, and they have just passed the 90 3 million units sold. Uh, in fact, I believe that number is coming maybe at the end of September, if I remember correctly. So there's a really good chance that they are probably 95, 96 million or something like that at this point. Um, probably going to end the year, um, I would say, surpassing the 100 million, uh, which puts currently uh, at, at the 93 million units sold. That means it is just under 9 million units away from reaching the total sold uh, units for the Wii. Uh, so it is climbing. It is still popular. It's still going like crazy. Uh, and uh, the question now is, where do you think it's going to stop? So, Barry, uh, any any thoughts around the, the lifetime sales of the Switch? Where, where are we going to see it stop? Is Or is it ever going to stop? I've seen some people say, like, oh, this wasn't as impressive as I thought it would do it and I think a lot of that has to do with A, Metroid Dread hadn't launched yet and B, uh, Switch OLED hadn't launched yet so people might have been holding off. So I'm really curious to see how those two things plus Pokemon this month uh, really affect it but well, do I think the Switch is going to beat the Wii? Absolutely. I mean it's a no brainer. Uh, will the Switch reach the DS or the PS2? That all depends on when the Switch 2 comes out and how support continues. But I'd be more interested to see how it does versus the PlayStation 4. Mm. Um, because the PlayStation 4 is still selling. I'm curious to see if it can surpass the PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah. Greg, any thoughts about uh, where the where the Switch lies right now and maybe where it's going to go? It's definitely a very impressive feat that it's already um, catching up to the Wii because I know a lot of people are very um, not really confident in Nintendo's ability to make good consoles anymore. So it's great to see that the Switch has really caught on like with a lot more people than other ones, obviously like the Wii U and like the N64 and stuff like it trounced those like a long time ago. So it's still great to see that it's going strong and it still has the power to keep moving forward. And it'd be cool to see if it can catch up to like the PS2 or the DS or something like that. I think it's well-earned because it's a great system with tons of quality games on it 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it does look like the, the you know the, the sales were down a little bit, and a lot of people have speculated that's because of supply chain, the OLED coming out, all those different things. Uh, John, what do you think? Is this is this going to be? Uh, we're going to see a, a downward trend, or is it going to tick back up again? What do you think about the sales? You know, I think a lot of that depends on the supply chain constraints. I mean, it's impressive that it's hit 93 million of what year and a half, two years of supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. uh, it probably could be well above 100 million if we didn't have, you know, the COVID situation going on. Um, but I would say in terms of long term sales, maybe 125, 130 million pending, you know, switch to and uh, pending, you know, supply chain continuing into 2022 and how that looks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you guys. I think uh, the future is still bright for for the system. It, I think a lot of it does depend on the, the supply chain, but also it depends, I think, on what they do next. You know, we we know that a new console is eventually coming. Are they going to still support the the Switch and and let it still have a life after whatever Switch Pro, Switch Two, whatever, or uh, or are they going to you know kill it off and and start fresh with another one? Um, and uh, but yeah, I think it, I think it definitely does have some more life, um, which is still interesting. I mean, with with PlayStation Five, Xbox uh, Series S, Series X, like that are not only just a step above, like several steps above in terms of power and everything now, um, but we still think that Nintendo can compete with the Switch. Is, is there a, enough there to, to still give it some life, I guess? Um, what do you think, John? Uh, you know, we actually talked about this on our podcast uh, on Sunday, actually. And uh, one of the things we brought up was, you know, what does Nintendo have for the future on here? And... Um, you know, we're kind of speculating on our end, is Nintendo going to dive into that 4K realm and, and really that hardcore gaming realm to kind of, you know, pull in some of that audience? Because they've done the, you know, the, the few steps below for so many years now. Do they take that plunge? And, you know, I, I honestly think that there's enough Nintendo fans that are hardcore that are going to be willing to shell out the money necessary to pull in that larger console. Uh, the other idea is potentially seeing another, um, maybe a jump into like a VR type of standpoint. Uh, with the company. So we, we joked and said virtual boy too uh, on that, but uh, you know, that's, it's really just highly dependent on what Nintendo does next and, and the approach they take. I think no matter what, they've got a core fan base that's going to provide sales to them. Uh, it's just a matter of, can they pull in those other gamers? And I think the other thing we're kind of missing out on here too is PC gaming, right? How mm -hmm. many people are diving into PC gaming and windows uh, more affordable GPUs become a little more available in the market. Are we going to see people diving into that versus the PS fives and the Xbox series X and such? That's true. That's very true. Greg, what are you, any other thoughts about uh, how Nintendo, where are they going to go from here? Are they, how they actually going to keep those numbers up? It's really hard to say. I mean, they've been doing the, like this kind of gimmick thing over like the last several generations and like the Wii was like motion controls and then we had the tablet controller with the Wii U and now we're kind of back with like a merge of like a home console and also like a on the go console. So it's kind of interesting to see where they might go. I mean, it could be VR, it could be some other things. I mean, it depends on like the directions that they're trying to go. I personally just would like to keep like the Switch 2 going forward and have a one that's on the go or can be played at home. That's like the best of both worlds for me because then it's if we ever go back to like a new normal or, and I can go on the commute, I can play these great games on the Switch. Or if it's just at home, then I have the TV to play it on. So it's I really appreciate just having one console instead of two different ones. Mm. 
That's a good point. And, and I love you brought up the, the PC world as well, um, John, because it seems like a lot of people you know, are getting more and more into PC gaming. Um, it's growing like crazy. And there are no gimmicks really with PC gaming. I mean, you can add a VR headset if you want, but it's really just best uh, processors, best graphic um, processors and everything just to give you the best experience you can get uh, on a PC. Um, Barry, do you think Nintendo's still going to go chasing after the gimmick? Or are they finally just going to give us some more power Give us the same thing, like like Barry or like Greg saying, and uh, and just give us uh, a Switch Two or a Switch Pro. I mean, I do think there's going to be a Switch Two. I think it'd be a no-brainer. Uh, if you kind of think about it, the Wii U was kind of like a Wii Two, <laughs> right? So I think they're still going to do it. Uh, backwards compatibility is absolutely going to be something they have to do. I think if they don't, it's it's a mistake. Will they chase the gimmick? I'd love to tell you no. <laughs> I'd love to be like, they're not doing it. But this is Nintendo. We've been begging for an F-Zero for years. And they're like, well, we don't have a gimmick to throw it with. We don't care about a gimmick. Just give us more courses. That's all we want. Uh, so knowing Nintendo, they're going to find something. If it's something great, like the Switch, it's going to do well. If it's something not so great, like the Wii U, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> so it really depends on that. Will they do 4K? I think they have to. I mean, we thought the Wii was going to be, oh, they're going to do the Wii HD. They're going to be, you know, they're, they're finally going to bring that system to HD. And, and they never did. But the Wii U was HD. So that we, we've been saying now, oh, Switch 4K, Switch Pro, going to be 4K, 4K. We get the Switch OLED. It's not 4K. So they're... The next system most likely will be 4K. I'd be really shocked if it wasn't. You can't, you can't go to it. Like their excuse with the HD thing was not a lot of people had HD TVs in 2006. You can't go to the store now and buy a non-4K TV. Like it's really hard to find a non-4K. Even the lowest quality of the low, they're still 4K compatible to some degree. So th that's not an excuse. There's going to be 4K in the next system. And if I'm wrong, then Nintendo, you're an idiot. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Barry, you brought up, you brought up F zero. Just imagine on yep. your super Nintendo switch playing F zero on your virtual boy two headset. I would love to, mm. I would, I would be barfing like crazy yeah, but I'll like, do it. with go. a trash can <laughs> right beside you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think the 4k, it, it should be a no brainer at this point. I mean, they do not have that excuse like they did before with HD. Like, like you said, TVs are popping up like all over the place like that. Everybody's getting 4k TVs and, and Roku and all the other set top boxes are all running 4k really easy for like under a hundred dollars we should be able to get that exactly. in, in, a, in a Nintendo console for sure. Well, we also had a, uh, a little bit of news in the world of premium edition games. And since we have a representative from premium edition games on the Nintendo fuse staff, we figured let's uh, let's go to Barry. Um, Barry, tell us about what premium edition showed off uh, in their latest direct. Yeah. So we've been getting swamped with people. Wondering when the next series is coming out. And for those that don't know, we do release our games in series. And uh, we were waiting for our Series 2 titles to ship. So Robot Name Fight and Demon Seer Plus have now shipped. The premium edition versions, the standards, are shipped. Uh, so you can absolutely uh, pick those up uh, when they're... We don't have any in stock, actually. But, you know, if you did order, they will be shipped. And uh, hopefully we have some new stock soon. Who knows? But uh, as for Series 3, uh, we teased Cathedral last time. We were finally able to 
show more Cathedral and, and give people an update because people want to know. Cathedral uh, is just a phenomenal game. It's Shovel Knight with Metroid, with Zelda, uh, with its own flair. It's just something so unique. And uh, it captivated myself for like 40 hours to, to 100% the game. Like I just did not want to stop. It's so good. And it's one of those things where uh, people saw that and they never heard of this game before and now they wanted it. So we finally announced that it is in fact coming, uh, that it, we're going to do another four-week open pre-order. Uh, we're starting it on the 16th of this month, so November 16th, um, before our next podcast. Um, and it's going to end December 16th. So we're giving everybody the four-week period. Uh, it's open pre-order for the premium standard, but we do also have a retro. The retro, uh, the premium standard is $40. The, uh, the retro is going to be $60. Uh, and that comes with some really cool bonuses, one of which we actually talked about on this podcast, which was the hand-drawn game guides from Phyllis Sommers, the Kickstarter that, that Nintendo closed down, or presumably because of Nintendo, <laughs> but uh, they closed it down in advance. <clears throat> we reached out to him, and uh, he agreed. So he's actually going to do a mini uh, hand-drawn game guide for Cathedral for the uh, the retro edition, which is really awesome to have. Uh, you know, be working with him. Uh, so that's that's there, as well as the soundtrack. So those those are going to be limited to 500 on the webpage. So it's one of those where if that's something that interests you, absolutely go for it. Uh, we're not doing the slipcover pre-order bonus this time, so every game is getting the slipcover because uh, that was one of those things where some people are like, oh, I didn't get the pre-order, now I don't get the slipcover. So we, we tried it. We, we're, we're doing something different this time. So now every, every game gets a slipcover. Uh, we then gave an update, or we had the developer give an update on Sunshine Manor uh, and Camp Sunshine. We are releasing those together as Sunshine Anthology. Uh, those just came out in uh, on Steam. So you can play both of those now on Steam. Uh, and they're being ported. Right now, as you speak, they're being ported to uh, Switch. And uh, once they're ported and done and bug tested, then we're going to begin production. But I know a lot of people like this. This is, you know, 16-bit horror uh, games. You're getting two of them. One is, you know, like uh, Friday the 13th kind of deal, and the other one is more like Resident Evil in a sense. And uh, really cool aesthetics, uh, you know, really talented team, really clever writing. Uh, so we're happy about that. But then we got to announce our other Series 4 title, or Series 3 title, excuse me, uh, which was Phenotopia Awakening, uh, which I did mention on this the podcast because I had been playing it. Everybody I talked with has, has not heard of this game at all, like ever. And it's a shame because this game is beautiful. This game, the sprite work is gorgeous. The The colors... The pastel colors are just, they're, they're so vibrant, and they, they pop on the Switch. And this is a Zelda 2-style adventure with some Metroid, with some Breath of the Wild, not the breaking weapon part of break at Breath of the <laughs> Wild, uh, Link to the Past-style dungeon. Like, it's just so grandiose. It's got music puzzles. It's got different weapons. It's got upgradable armor, upgradable weapons, uh, you know, like your main weapon. It's got really clever puzzles. It's got difficult bosses. Uh, great story. You know, the, the towns are like Zelda 2 towns. You can cook. You have to cook, actually. Like, like you can kill an enemy and get, like, a lizard tail and then replenish some of your health. But then you could cook the lizard tail and you'll get more of your health back, provided you don't screw up the cooking. Then otherwise you just get food. Like, like speedrunners have completed this game in eight hours. So that should tell you the size of this game. Like, this is a massive adventure. 
And uh, we're honored to be bringing this to the attention of a lot of gamers because so many people have never heard of this game, and it's a crying shame. This is a masterpiece, just just like Cathedral. Uh, so again, the same deal. We're doing the same open pre-order uh, on the 16th, so November 16th to December 16th. Uh, and these are the titles, like, you know, not everybody's a physical collector. I know, like, on our podcast, Steve and, and Greg don't do physical a lot. Um, doesn't matter. At least we're bringing attention to these titles for the developer. Um, if you say, oh, I don't do physical, then, then definitely uh, at least go for the digital. Uh, we have people who went for the digital already, and then they're buying the, the physical as well because they just want it on their shelves. Uh, just truly a magical game, uh, Phenotopia Awakening. And all the art for our stuff, is, it's all from the developer. Not, we didn't do anything. The developer has been, his dream is to get this, his game physical. He had all this unused artwork. He has a team of very talented artists. Uh, and, and sure enough, we're giving him the, uh, the game that he wants. And, and it's, it's just, everything is just beautiful regarding this game. This is a must play. And then we teased one final thing, uh, which was Mighty Fight Federation, uh, which we teased as a Series 4 title. And then re-teased as well as it joining Series 3. So this will also be going up for pre-order on uh, on the 16th. This is a Power Stone-esque arena brawler. For, you know, up to four players, uh, you know, 3D brawler. Just you know, something that died almost like when Smash Brothers came out. Like everything, all the brawlers are now 2D. Uh, and this is a 3D, but we've, it's got some really great guest characters. Uh, Toe Gem and Earl is there. Uh, you got Ukulele. Uh, and then... Afterwards, we teased as an extra bonus. You got um, from the River City Ransom uh, series, you got Kunio and Ricky. And then from Bloodstained, we got Miriam, uh, which is fantastic to be working, you know, with Igarachi and, and get his, you know, his new character in there because it's, this is such a love letter to those classic games as well as the, the classic arena brawlers where even when you're going through the, the single player adventure, if you pick a regular character, they're going to talk. But if you're doing like ukulele, they're talking like ukulele characters, which is like the rare, the rah, 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 rah. And like the attention to detail is just so great. Uh, and again, this is this is gonna have all the DLC on it. Uh, we are doing a, a retro as well. All the retros are limited to 500 on the site. Uh, so I do recommend if this is what something you want, definitely go for it. But the standard premiums are going to be uh, open pre-order because we want people to get their hands on these games. And again, if you're if you're not interested in physical, definitely check these things out. At least that's my opinion because I think all all three of these games are are stellar A plus titles. At least, and I, I know I have a bias, but hmm. just from my own gaming experience, you know, that's where I stand. Did you guys watch our direct when it premiered or afterwards? Or are you guys going to be like, no, I'm just watching it now for the first time. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for putting in the hard work of writing it and recording it. And we appreciate it so much. We're not even going to give you 15 minutes of our, t- our time for that. We all watched it at least 50 times minimum. <laughs> I don't believe you, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Greg, did you get any chance, uh, chance to check it out? The games or the <laughs> or the uh, either either yeah. <laughs> well, I know I had previously purchased Cathedral. I just haven't played it yet. It's, it had looked super fun, and I just haven't really had a lot of time to dive into that. Um, that last one he showed, the Phototopia one, that was really caught my attention. I'm probably going to be interested in picking up that one as well. That one kind of reminded me more of like a. Zelda version of Adventures of Pip because like the art style seemed kind of pretty comparable to me. At least it was like that super 
like Nintendo-esque, like uh, mm-hmm. sprite work kind of stuff. And definitely not the same way because Adventures of Pip is more of a platformer and not an adventure game. So it's obviously they didn't have that in common either. But um, I did not watch the Direct. I don't think I really saw it in our events channel on our um, mm-hmm. Discord. So It was there. It, it was there. <laughs> I didn't it's see okay. it. <laughs> You've been busy. You got, You had other things. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on in my personal life right now. <laughs> I'll forgive you this time, Craig. This time. This time. Uh, John, were you able to check it out? Or, and, uh, or any of those games uh, stand out to you that you're going to be planning on getting in the physical versions? Oh, uh, yeah, Barry. I mean, you should be happy. I watched it probably 100 times, so definitely double up on Steve there. <laughs> no, I, I watched it a couple times. I didn't get to see it live, but I saw the, uh, the recap afterwards. And uh, Cathedral definitely caught my attention. Uh, right off the bat, I absolutely love Shovel Knight. So it, that was the first thing that came to mind when I saw that. Um, wasn't a huge fan of, um, was it Sunshine Manor? It's just not right up my alley. Uh, Phenotopia, though, that might be a title that I, uh, I grab in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I am right there with you. Um, I'm probably not going to get them physical, unfortunately. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Barry. I'm not sending you my money. But, but... <laughs> But similar to Robot Name Fight, like it's, I think it's great that you guys are you're shining these lights on these games that I went unnoticed for me. Um, so I think Cathedral was definitely one of those we talked about on previous podcast and uh, Phenotopia as well. Um, I know you mentioned it last time, but it was so different because I I forgot to go you know look it up after you talked about it. But actually seeing it in the direct was like, oh my gosh! Now I know why Barry likes the game so much. It looks awesome. Uh, so those are the Cathedral and and phenotopia are the, definitely the two that, that stand out to me um and if i get them i'll probably end up going digital because they'll run like sales and i'm cheap um but it's uh but i i love that you guys are yeah that it's cool to, to have um that that spotlight shined on on some of these games that i didn't even know existed not alone just looked over i didn't even realize they existed so thanks for that you know you're you're not alone. Uh, at Retro World Expo, we did a panel and we showed the direct. We had about 30 people in the room, and we asked them, "Have you guys heard of these games?" And like one person raised their hand. And I said, "How many of you now that you've seen it want to at least play the games?" And like 70, 80 percent raised their hands. Like, yeah, like these games are great. So there's a problem, you know, when you when you release a game digitally, it kind of goes out to die. Like, let's be fair, you know, there's there's how many games released every single week at this point on the eShop. Unless you're a big, big, you know, AAA studio, you're just like, here it is. Oh, oh, you're now now noticed and you're now lost to obscurity. And that's a sad thing. So it's great that we were able to give these games a second chance in the limelight. And then for physical collectors, a lot of physical collectors don't even pay attention to digital because why should they? There's enough physical games. So now they're getting to see these games for the first time. And now they're going to be able to get to uh, enjoy them as well because, uh, you know, they're... These, these games are absolutely worth your time. All of them. All three of them are phenomenal. Yeah. And I love hearing that uh, Phenotopia, like that, that was like a dream of the developer and he had all this art and everything. That's, that's so cool to be able to help have you guys like bring that to full fruition for, for that developer. He, he was actually approached um, before us and they asked how the digital sales were. And he said, they're terrible. And the, the other physical publisher, I don't know who they are, uh, backed away. And said, "No, we're not going to do it." And a second one did the same thing. We were the third third studio to, to talk to them, third company, and uh, 
he was like, ah, oh, you know, you're, you don't want this. And we were like, no, we do. And uh, he was, you know, really appreciative that we were giving him the chance. And we're really appreciative that he's letting us do his game because it's phenomenal. And to see him take over and just be like, yeah, I want uh, I want this art. And he's doing the, he did the patch. He did the challenge card. He's all the art. It's we, we did nothing but just formatting a little thing here or there. He's just really running with it. And he's really having fun with it, which is great. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I, unfortunately with the eShop, it's like the... It's like almost like the app store. If you price it yep. too high, then it's going to be hard for a lot of people to actually want to see it, especially without a demo. So, I mean, that game looks incredibly worth like the $20 that it's shown, but I, I'm one person out of like 100 that probably even know about the game anymore. So it's like it's pretty hard to sell like something when it's that expensive, unfortunately. And obviously you have to do what it makes you kind of some money. You don't want to be like, well, I put in like hundred dollars of worth of work, but I can't like sell it for $5. I mean, it's not yeah. how the world works, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. John, then, no. Oh, go, oh, okay. Uh, I was just asked, John, are you a, are you a physical collector? Or do you enjoy the, the physical games? Or are you more digital or kind of somewhere in the between? A hundred percent physical. Wow. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Now I know why you and Barry get along. <laughs> yeah, Being Greg a and I are collector. You don't have a lot of games on your shelves behind you. Just not no, so so this is actually my office for work, and happens to be where we record the podcast. But up in my loft, uh, I'll, I'll put some pictures up online at some point. You can see them. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice. One thing, uh, I'm I'm shocked. None of you seemed interested in in my fight federation. Uh, you know, I don't know if you grew up with Power Stone at all or the old arena. Uh, brawlers, but one cool thing about it is it does have rollback netcode, which is incredibly important for fighting games and crossplay. So PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch can all play against each other. That's you know, cool. Barry, it actually did catch my attention. Um, the thing is, is I'm kind of cheap, <laughs> so if I had to choose between two games, it's for sure going to be the Phenotopia and the uh, Cathedral. But yeah, Mighty Fight for sure yeah. definitely caught my attention. Yeah, yeah, I did. I I never played Power Stone. Um, but it definitely oh, wow. was a, you know, it's, it's a callback for sure. Um, but yeah, like I find myself playing less Smash Brothers re- recently. I probably am not going to be able to actually fit another, you know, fighting game in there when I, my favorite one is, is getting overlooked at the moment. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, it, it looks great. <laughs> I'm going to fight. I'm going to get myself the, uh, no time, uh, title tonight. <laughs> Hassan's joining us in the chat, and uh, and he's digital all the way. So he's allowed to be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> it's like there's a reason why Hassan's not on the podcast anymore. Barry kicked him off because he I haven't locked like up digital. in the basement for a while, right? <laughs> uh, well, Greg and I find ourselves somewhere in between. Like we we like the physical, but uh, you know there's advantages of of having digital as well. So I know just I'm, getting up off the couch to change that cartridge is such a pain. That oh my is, god. That is it. Although since I've been playing more in my my off, home office setup thing, I have a TV right here and you know that that stretch is only a couple arm lengths away, so it's it's a little it's a little easier to do that now. Does so that's why the, I bought chair Metroid. Wheels, <laughs> it does. Yeah, so I can just you know, kind of move around and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Metroid Dread was physical for me. <laughs> you know, you guys get some better deals on the digital front. That's true. Yeah. And I think yeah, sometimes. that's not that's sometimes time, though. why though. Like that's that's why I bought Metroid uh or not Metroid um one or uh <laughs> robot named fight um digitally because it was on sale for like a dollar ninety nine. 
Like, uh, how can I pass that deal up? Like, it'd be great to, you know, buy a physical, but like a dollar ninety nine, um, no brainer. So, oh, it's no brainer to do it, and I absolutely support the developers. But you know, you could also, you know, help support, you know, your co-host, <laughs> maybe a publishing friend. Like, not nine years or whatever it's been now. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my review copy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we put out our yeah, our uh, request into the the PR company you, or the you, PR you department. Get to sign up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll handle that part. <laughs> it's true. Well, let's move on to uh, our final uh, big story, uh, and uh, this is pretty exciting. Kind of this hit me out of nowhere. I was not expecting this, um, and. Uh, and it looks really exciting. I think we we chatted about this movie that's going to be coming out on November 24th uh, in our Discord. And I think most of us were kind of surprised. Um, but, uh, yeah, have any of you guys actually read the book, 8-Bit Christmas? Anybody? Nope. Gonna, everybody nope. shaking heads across the board. None of us have read the book. But uh, the movie is coming out uh, this November. So November 24th, it's actually going to be an exclusive to HBO Max. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, from new line cinema and, uh, uh, eight bit Christmas is a humorous and heartfelt look back at the adventures of childhood set in suburban Chicago in the late 1980s. So basically right where, uh, where Greg is from and, uh, the story centers around 10 year old Jake Doyle's Herculean quest. I love these, uh, movie descriptions, Herculean quest to get the latest and greatest video game system for Christmas, which would be the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it's going to be starring Neil Patrick Harris and uh, a bunch of other uh, famous actors in there. David Cross, Steve Zahn, Michael Douse, um, June Diane Raphael, uh, going to be uh, directed. Um, actually, yeah, uh, Michael Douse uh, directed the film, uh, who also directed Coffee and Kareem. And uh screenplay that was uh, by Kevin... Jukabowski and uh, based on the book of the same name. So that's coming out on November 24th, 2011, or sorry, 2021. I don't know why I said 2011. 2011. Wow. I don't know. I, <laughs> you know, I'm going back in time. You know why I said 2011? Because uh, the person that wrote this article on NintendoFuse.com put 2011. You know who wrote that oh, article? Yes. Me. Steve, you. So uh, I need to go back here and change my typo. Um, but uh, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so November 24th, uh, HBO Max exclusive. Uh, what do you guys think about this movie? Let's go to John first. Uh, I mean, I think it's our generation's Christmas story. I mean, it's right off the bat. That's what I thought. And I mean, I had no idea what this was until I saw the uh, Discord link yesterday. And I'm excited for it, man. I'm going to check it out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Barry, what do you think? Yeah, uh, this th that's a great description. Our generation's Christmas story. Uh, it, it really is. It looks humorous. I love right in the beginning. It's like 1987 or 1988, and it's changing almost as the, the story is changing on the fly as the kids interject with with him. And I think it's definitely something we can relate to our generation. You know, uh, we were there. We were there during that. You know, how, what could we do to get video games? How how could we act to get just a new game and cherish it? Because, you know, nowadays, I think most people take video games for granted. Like, we put in a game and 20 minutes later, eh, bored now. And, you know, back then, you got a game and that was it for a couple months. So, you better push past that 20-minute mark and enjoy the hell out of that game or you're bored. <laughs> yep. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I know we in our discord, we were talking about, uh, you know, being like kind of like jingle all the way or, you know, some of those other movies. Um, and and yeah, I, I think this was I, I was too young to experience this um, like fully. Uh, when I was, when I was, you know, got my NES, it was a little after it came out. Um, I had a different story with it. My parents were not, you know, trying to get the last one or, you know, they were flying off the shelves that at that point in my life, uh, I don't think I knew that it existed. Um, I, I came in, you know, maybe a year later or something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, living kind of through that, um, is going to be exciting to see it, you know, told on screen and, uh, look forward to that for sure. John, what, what was your experience with the NES? Was that, or, or I, cause I have no idea here how old you are actually. So I'm just <laughs> taking a guess that maybe you were alive when the NES came out. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was young, very, very young when the NES came out. Um, Super Nintendo is probably my my big one. I played a lot of NES growing up because uh, I had family members that had it, but the Super Nintendo was my kind of story in a sense. Uh, but I could still, you know, kind of relate to this. I mean, a lot of it when the Super Nintendo came out, you know, wanting to get my hands on it, talking about it at school and such. So same overall concept, just with Nintendo versus Super Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, Barry, were, were you guys kind of caught up in in that hype and trying to find it on store shelves, or was that a, a little before your time as well? I mean, at, Greg, you at first. least for me, I think it was a little bit before my time. I think I was only like two or three years old like when the NES came out, I think, in 85 or 86, whatever that was. So, I mean, my parents might have had to deal with it. I don't know for sure, but um, the only time that I've, really recall growing up that it was really like a huge fight for games was Ocarina of Time. Mm. Um, I mean, we did have like the Super Nintendo pretty much the entire life and we had Nintendo 64 like a day before uh, street date because the store broke it for us for some reason. So, um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Be Barry. I, I had, I had the different, uh, experience while I was still young. Uh, once I saw it at a friend's house, it was one of those like magical moments. It was like, oh my God, I need this in my life. And you know, like the whole, the whole joke, it's like, oh, I want this. And you know, mother's like, oh, we have this at home. And then you're like this at home. Uh, that's what I got, you know, like, oh, when you need a Nintendo, you already have video games at home because I did. I had Atari 8-bit and I had Commodore 128 uh, and I played the hell out of them and I loved them, but you're still a, a, a jump to the NES and it was just something magical and it was just like, Oh, you know, I, I'm still, I'm, you know, coming in 1990, I'm still playing Atari 8-bit and Commodore because I, I don't have a Nintendo and it's more like anything I could do to finally get my mother to let me get a Nintendo uh, because I was tired of going over to my friend's houses to always play their games. Cause that's all I was doing my entire childhood. And it, I didn't get it until 1994 was the first time I finally got a Nintendo. And at that point, you know, Super Nintendo was already out and I had played that the hell, you know, like all over the place with my friends. But it was just like, how can I try and convince my mother? And it took me so long to finally get it. Because uh, she was like, oh, you have it at home. You have Atari. You have Commodore. <laughs> but not Nintendo. Yeah. I, I had a Game Boy before an NES because I traded baseball cards to a friend to have it. That's how the only way I got Game Boy is like, I'm going to do this myself, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a good trade. Yeah, yeah no, I was, was gonna say. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> you remember what cards you traded off? Yeah, actually, there was uh, there was a computer program 
uh, for baseball card collecting. And it came with a, like 10 special Ken Griffey Jr. cards. And a friend of mine was a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan. And uh, he had a Game Boy with four games and said, I'll trade you this for the t those 10 cards. And I was like, okay. I have no idea what those cards are worth. Probably not much because they were, you know, whatever. But I didn't care. I wanted the Nintendo. And at least I was playing Super Mario Land as if it was my Super Mario Brothers at the time. Because I'm like, at least I can play Mario somehow. That's awesome. That's so great. Have you have you seen how much those cards are worth today at all? Or I don't even know what to look. <laughs> it's probably better not to look. Probably worth more than a Game Boy. Nineties, nineties sports cards in general are actually not very valuable. So yeah. you might have made out pretty good on that deal. Mm, yeah, I didn't know. care because I didn't. I didn't trade for monetary. I traded because I really wanted to play right. uh, Game Boy, <laughs> and I played Game Boy, you know, for a very long time. I, I love the Game Boy. Nice, nice. I think the first, I yeah, I, I don't think I ever went through the whole like flying off the store shelves and trying to get one and everything. It wasn't until the Wii. I think that was the the first experience that I remember ever going after a system and having to have it right then. Oh, you know what? 3DS or not? Not, not 3DS. Uh, DS. I remember getting the DS in the beginning, but that wasn't like really crazy. I just remember going to the Walmart like trying to get it at midnight and talking to the guy and they're pulling out of the box for me, but there was no line or anything like that. We was the oh, first really? time I, I waited in line and, uh, you know, tried to get one, tried to go to different stores and had the whole overnight experience and all that stuff was, was we, um, yeah. What were you guys, do you have any experience with the, with other systems like, like this? It wasn't the NES, but like, what was, what was your first, I guess, experience trying to get a, a system when it launched and maybe kind of this, this craziness that, that happens. John, you got any stories like that? Uh, honestly, no, because typically what I do is wait about a year or two after console release uh, for uh -huh. my stuff. So like I didn't get a PS4 until I don't know how long to the cycle. Uh, same with the switch. I waited quite a bit to uh, get my switch. So I honestly, I think I got my Wii after the Wii U. Hmm. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, so I've never really had the experience just because of that. Well, all right, Barry, how about you? You know, I think that's one of the negative things now with online shopping because I think, I think it's more about fighting bots than it is the the thrill of, you know, waiting and and meeting people because it's really an event. Uh, you know, I did I did a GameCube. I waited in line, you know, for about four or five hours before the store opened with a bunch of people uh, to get a GameCube. 360 actually waited for a couple hours and then I just missed the ticket. Like they were giving the tickets and I just missed it. It was at a Best Buy and I walked into the mall because I was like, oh, at least let me get something to eat because I'm already here and <clears throat> the food court was just opening and I went to Planet X and they're like, yeah, we happen to have one 360. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like I'll take it. We, I waited all night. I, I got there like seven o'clock PM and I waited all the way till, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. And we were, you know, that was a, that was an all nighter, but it was so much fun. Like people were playing games and they were doing little tournaments with the 3DS and camping and playing poker and just chatting. And like everyone was so social. It was just like a community thing. And, and I feel that's kind of lost. Uh, you know, I, the DS was actually pretty tough too. Uh, I remember that was completely sold out and I happened to be working at a uh, GameStop at the time and we got a, a box of like six in like the shipping box and they're like we can't sell it as employees but if you can call like your father and have him get down here in like the next 30 minutes we'll put one aside for you and i was like get here dad get here now you know and he came and bought it for me nice. uh, it was the only way i got it because those were those were flying off the shelves at, at launch too 
Huh. Wow. Greg, how about you? Pretty much the only one has really been Switch. Because um, I that was a lot of the times I had my, my parents like got me the system or what for like a holiday or whatever. And so like, even uh, like the Wii U, I mean, that wasn't very popular. So I was able to like had it pre-ordered and I was like one of like three or four people in the store buying it that day. So it was like, yeah, I had it day one, but it was like pre-ordered and everything. And there wasn't many people there when I went to get it. Um, the Wii, my parents fought like a now defunct a game store to get me onto the list because like I had pre-ordered it when it was called The Revolution and put down $50 and everything. And then they supposedly lost it and the employees weren't supposed to be doing that. So then like we were able to finagle my way onto this list and I got it within like the first week. Um, and pretty much everything before that was like kind of later than the, like, the launch date, like the 3DS I got like when the eShop launched in, in May. The mm-hmm. DS was more just like a random pickup at a store one day and got that one. And same thing with uh, GameCube was kind of a random pickup. And then outside where I was saying about the N64, like me and my brother had bought that and we did like a reservation and the store actually gave it to us like the day earlier when to redeem a reservation. So pretty much the only stuff is for lines has just been Switch and then all that Amiibo craze. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Amiibo. Amiibo was a lot of overnights. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I'm excited about this. I. I was. Um, yeah, I'm glad I have a a HBO Max uh, subscription now, and I'm definitely checking out. I would have went to the theater to to watch this movie. I think this is like just tugging on exactly where um, my heartstrings are when I when I think about video games and the craziness and the fun uh, that comes on that. But uh, yeah, you can watch it on. HBO Max exclusively, uh, November 24th. Um, so we'll see if it, uh, becomes one of the, the rotation, you know, the regular rotation of holiday movies that I watch every year. It it might become that. So we'll see. Well, let's uh, just uh, move on to a couple quick headlines. I'm going to hit these real quick just to make sure that uh, you, our audience, knows what's going on. Um, and there's really not a whole lot, but just a couple things. Uh, Nintendo has released uh, numbers on their Switch online membership. They're now up to 32 million subscribers. So, uh, yeah, maybe you're one of those 32 million subscribers. I think the expansion pack maybe helped that a little bit. Uh, but uh, in total, 32 million subscribers on Nintendo Switch online. And also, you have probably heard a lot uh, about some different reports coming out, rumors, um, different things from Nintendo recently. And um, surprise, surprise, uh, they're working on another console. And uh, there's going to be more from Mario in the future. Yeah, I, apparently people are reporting on that, but I, I think it's just a no-brainer. So we didn't really spend much time on it tonight, but uh, you're going to see some stuff coming out. <laughs> New consoles eventually coming out. More Mario's coming out. Um, there are uh, some, I, I don't know, has it been confirmed that the uh, Donkey Kong spinoff movie is actually happening? Or is that still a rumor confirmed. right now? Okay. So so maybe that's going to happen. Probably, you know, if things keep going well, we'll see more movies. We'll see more games, just like always. Um, but uh, yeah, a little bit of reports coming out around that. 
Uh, before we move into what's coming out over the next couple weeks and what we're going to be looking forward to playing, just one more reminder, if you're not subscribed to us, please do that. If you haven't uh, shared it with another Nintendo fan out there, please do that. Also, follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and join our Discord. The link is going to be on the screen on YouTube and Twitch, but also in the show notes for our podcast. We'd absolutely love to have you guys join in there and join our growing community to uh, talk games between the episodes of the podcast and uh, and all that. Again, another programming note that this would be our last Tuesday night recording. We're switching to Monday nights uh, for our next episode. So let's let's talk a little bit about what's coming up over over the next uh, couple of weeks before our next podcast. Um, oops, I hit the wrong button. I forgot we have four people tonight. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's a, a few games coming out over the next uh, you know couple of weeks. Um, little little Pokemon coming out uh, and and some other games. Uh, but uh, what do you what do you guys think think you're going to find yourself playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Barry, what do you, how about you? Uh, one main game that I'm looking forward to, which is Shin Megami Tensei Five, finally coming out, and uh, really looking forward to diving into that. Um, mainly because you know, with with Endwalker delayed, I can kind of play it without having to really worry about uh about being pulled over. Uh, I'm debating whether or not I'm going to be doing Pokemon or not. It's one of those that I might. I think it depends on how much time Shin Megami takes me. Uh, but that's the main ones. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? I'm pretty much at the phase where I think some of these will be more on my Christmas list. So it's quite possible that I'll be getting like Pokemon for me and my daughter to enjoy. And then even like the Grand Theft Auto trilogy sounds kind of interesting. because I've only played like by city. So it'd be kind of cool to actually see some of those other classic uh, GTA games. Um, other than that, um, what I'll actually be playing will probably be more Animal Crossing and Metroid Dread. <laughs> nice, nice. It's still so weird to hear people talk about Grand Theft Auto on a Nintendo console. I'll just say that. <laughs> it's so, so, so weird. Uh, John, what are it's you going to be, be uh, playing? I know, but like like these games specifically, like that's just weird. Uh, John, what are you going to be playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, I'll probably still be playing some God of War, um, finishing that up, uh, maybe some Rise of Tomb Raider with my wife, and uh, pickup-wise, likely looking at Cathedral from Premium Edition Games. Very nice. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I know that's going to be happening is I'm going to be getting the uh, this Zelda Game & Watch. It's going to be, I think, I uh, got confirmation from Best Buy. Should be able to get it on uh, Friday, I think, uh, when it releases. So that's been a thing that... You know, when you pre-order from Best Buy, it like charges your card or it puts a hold on your card like every like couple weeks. And I've been getting those and getting those. And it'd be nice to actually have the game in my in my hands. Um, I don't think I'm going to be getting these these Pokemon uh, versions. I don't I don't think we'll we'll see. But I don't I don't think that's what I'm be doing. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, there's there's a little more. Time I want to spend with with Psychonauts. Um, I need to get back in Animal Crossing because I haven't touched it at all yet. But I don't think I'm planning on picking up any any new games. Um, probably I need to I need to actually boot up uh, Robot Name Fight and and play a little of that as well. And uh, I'm probably going to go check out the uh, 
the digital prices of those other couple games that Premium Edition has coming out and see uh, see if they're on sale at all and maybe picking up those. Um, but uh, probably spending more time with Psychonauts and um, and then also, uh, yeah, Animal Crossing just to get some time with that. And probably, uh, hopefully, Smash Brothers eventually because I have yet to try Sora yet. Um, so I need to get some time with that character as well. Um, yeah, John, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast. Uh, tell us once again, what your podcast is, where people can find you online and, uh, anything else coming up for your podcast or you that you're excited about that, uh, you'd like the podcast listeners to, to hear about. Well, uh, thanks again for having me on. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, you can find us at thegamedeflators.com, on Instagram and Facebook at The Game Deflators, Twitter at Game Deflators. We're a gaming podcast, cover a variety of different areas such as D&D, Magic the Gathering, uh, regular gaming, PC, whatever it may be. Uh, just a variety of topics every single week. Uh, looking towards the future, uh, we're going to have Barry on actually at some point here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, maybe twice. talk about our... <laughs> yeah, that'll be the second. Yeah, twice actually. Uh, yeah. So we'll have him on a few times and that should be some good fun. Awesome. Awesome. Greg, what's, uh, what's going on in your life over the next couple of weeks? Um, probably not a whole lot. I could be talking on the podcast quite yet, but, um, it's just going to be probably prepping up for the holidays and everything like that. There's lots of family events to be going on. And as I was saying, I'll probably have like a, a few of those games like on my list to get like towards the end, like the Christmas time, like for Christmas day and stuff. So it's, lots of stuff going on with uh, the holidays over here cool cool and people can find you at gamer gd3 on twitter is that right yep yep still there occasionally cool. post stuff we had a <laughs> nice comcast outage today so it was like you had no internet to like for like four or five hours and nice uh, that was fun nice nice barry other than uh, all the premium edition stuff that you're probably uh, up to your ears in <laughs> uh what's what's going on in your world and where where can people find you uh yeah, lots of stuff with with premium edition. I've got a a whole week's worth of of podcast guest spots that I'm 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 looking forward to because I get to talk to a lot of great people, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, coming onto the Game Deflators podcast. Uh, just because I I just love getting to chat with with just about video games, and everybody that I've always chatted with has just been so nice and. You know, just building a community and building friendships, and, and I love that. So that's what I'm doing in terms of, of that, on top of getting ready for Series 3 to launch, which is exciting and terrifying and crazy all at the same time. Uh, I'm relaxing. Like, that's, I mean, real life happening, but there's no more cons for the rest of the year, and our holidays are going to be kind of relaxing, you know, no, no real family coming in, so... Uh, just kind of taking it easy, and I like that. <laughs> to me, that sounds like great fun. Nice, nice. And people can find you at Hawk Hellfire. You can find on me at, yep, at, at Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, where I do post. I usually post every day, uh, and I'm always just if you just want to talk video games, just send me a DM. Uh, you know, I'm always there. Cool, cool. And you can find me at Steve Cullum on Twitter and all the other social medias as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than just kind of playing some games, that's uh normal life. That's about all I'm really up to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but, uh, speaking of next couple of weeks, we are going to be back next 
for our next episode on November 22nd. That is a Monday. So hopefully at this point, you've heard us say this uh, several times this episode. We are changing our live schedule to Mondays. So November 22nd is going to be the next live recording. We hope to uh, see you in the live chat. We start recording at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, yeah, we're streaming now on YouTube and Twitch. So uh, pick your... Your, your choice of platforms uh, will be there, and we'd love for you to join in the chat. Uh, and anything we, we talk about, uh, we absolutely love in your, in your, uh, you know, engaging with, uh, with the chat all the way through the, the live episode. So thank you guys so much for, uh, for being there tonight. We had lots of people in there, which is awesome to see. Um, be sure to, again to follow us on social media and join our Discord, and uh, we'll, we'll see you on those platforms. And again, see you next episode, November 22nd uh, for episode 241. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you guys later.